Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. Ladies, I have a question for you. Are you struggling to meet a suitable partner? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button to find out the three things to focus on to quickly meet your perfect partner. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. On Monday's show, I had the amazing privilege of interviewing Dr. Bernie Siegel, And he shared with us an incredible story from one of his very first AIDS patients he ever treated that showed him that sometimes your yes won't let you not follow it. Bernie, it would be great if you would give us an example of how important it is to follow our yes, that internal guidance system. And I'm wondering, what's a time when you didn't follow your yes? And, you know, maybe at the time you didn't even know you had Yes, you. But when you look back, it's it's really really clear. So I'm wondering what happened, and how did that turn out by not following your yes? Uh, I was going to quit medicine and become a veterinarian because I knew it would be less emotional for me. I love pets, but I thought I could handle a disease or death of a pet better than a person. One of my patients was a veterinarian. I said to him. I want you to help me. He said, what is it? I want to get into veterinary school, and can you help guide me and get admitted? He said, Barney, don't. I said, why not? He said, come with me. And we went out to the waiting room. He said, look, what's in the waiting room? It's people. And people bring the pets in. 
I never forget that statement from him. Mm. He said, Bernie, take care of the people. And he helped me refocus on the people and their experience, not their diagnosis, but their experience. And that really became very amazing to me because when I would say to people, what are you experiencing? The words that popped out of them were about, in many cases, all the negative things in their life. What I mean is if you said failure, pressure, uh, roadblock, confusion, what else in your life fits that? And then they'd say, oh, thank you, because they knew damn well what they need to eliminate in order to get healthy. There are a few who had learned the lessons, and they'd say, it's been a wake-up call, a blessing, a new beginning. See, because they changed their relationship with themselves, other people, and with life when they realized, hey, I could be dead in a few months. Then they realized, and I mean this literally, a few months later, uh, when I called up to say how come I wasn't invited to the funeral, the person I thought was dead answered the phone, and he said, oh, it's so beautiful here, I forgot to die. Now, you see, he had gone to live somewhere that he could have moved to 10 years ago, but it was when he's close to death that he developed a different relationship with life. Yeah. And that's the key. Thank you, Bernie. That is a great example. Let's do this. Let's flip this around. How about you take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. It could be yourself or maybe one of your, your colleagues or patients. One boy who taught me a hell of a lot way back when AIDS first came out, he was sexually abused by his parents and their friends. And I was trying to help him survive the disease. And he called me and he said, Dr. Siegel, I said, what is it, Tony? He said, I I'm going to commit suicide. I said, wait a minute. I know people, you know, as you mentioned, I'm born up in Brooklyn. I said, I know people there and I can get you a gun and we'll kill your parents. That's what all the other guys are doing. Why kill yourself? And I never forget his answer. He said, I never want to be like them. What a powerful, see, he's being a love warrior. What a powerful statement. He doesn't want to act like his enemy. You know, and think about how we all behave and all the killings and all the headlines. What the hell are we killing each other for? Because it's a different religion, a different nationality, a different color. It's ridiculous. But anyway, Tony said, I'm going down, jump in front of the A train. Um, and, you know, he hung up the phone. A few hours later, though, the phone rang. <laughs> and who's there? Tony. I said, what is it? What, what? He said, I went to the subway, and the train didn't show up. And he said, there was an 800 number on the wall of the station, so I called it for suicide prevention. And they came and got me and taught me about love. And that's when you begin to believe in angels, as I do, and know we have them. Um, that he goes to kill himself, and the train doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he doesn't have anything else. He keep him busy waiting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and then add to that that there's a suicide hotline number on the wall where the train yeah. didn't show up. <laughs> well, he was looking around the station. You know, they have all yeah. these cards and advertisements. And they had the 1-800, you know, suicide prevention card. Yeah. So yeah, that's incredible. 
On Wednesday's show, I had the great joy of interviewing Dr. Laura C.L. and Bill Poet, the founders of Life Advance International. And they shared some incredible stories of the pain that we can put ourselves through when we don't follow our yes, and the absolute joy that comes from following your yes. Check this out. Laura and Bill, you guys were amazing in your interview this week, and I want to ask you to help us in one more thing, and that is to help us illustrate, well, let's start here. Help us illustrate how if you don't follow your yes, you don't follow that inner guidance, it can actually undermine a partnership. And what I'd love for you to do is just share with me real quickly, what, what's a story of a time where you, you, you didn't realize, maybe you didn't realize there was a yes. Maybe you, you look back now and you can see it, but back then you just missed it. You blew off whatever your gut was telling you and you went blindly into the night. Tell me about that story. What happened? Um, gosh, you know, I, I, it's funny because when you ask these questions, different things pop, get triggered. And, and I was just thinking about, uh, in my earlier life, which is pre 50, I would get, I would, I would make a commitment and the commitment meant more to me than my intuition. And I had shared in, in, uh, our interview, how I'd gotten complacent in a marriage and, and we really had reached a place where there was very little joy. It wasn't a bad marriage. And yet my entire life's work has been about pursuing and finding joy. And, and I subjugated that really strong voice and, and I allowed complacency and I allowed mediocrity to, I think, really hurt my, my, my ex-wife and myself because we, we lived for years in a less than relationship uh, because I, I, I didn't honor the truth of who I am. And so I think that was, that's probably a big, didn't hear the voice. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Laura? Let's see. Well, I mentioned in the interview, I, I, I mentioned a big one, um, but the, what popped up right now has to do with currently, because I, I, I want people to hear that, that it can be, it can be, it can be a, um, an accumulation of small moments where you're not listening to your intuition. You're not listening to that gut. And, and for me, and the more that you practice this, the more that you can catch it quickly. So for me, if I don't listen to uh, most often in, in my life, I need to be out in nature. I need to have physical activity. It's one of those things that really helps me when things are tough. It helps me um, with my kids. It helps me in my relationship. It helps me in work. So what happens sometimes is when things get really, you know, there are a lot of things going on. It gets busy. And um, when I'm just taking those on and I'm not pausing to check and see is do I what do I need to do to care for myself how do I need to make sure that I'm set up to handle this as best as possible um I I may not pay attention to that my gut's telling me hey you need you need a little time alone or you need a little time out hiking on the trail or you need to go for a swim in the water if if I if I neglect that once there might just kind of be like a uh, maybe I don't feel that great and if I don't pay attention if I keep if I continue to not pay attention to that, I will get really cranky and I will not be able to do what I need to do in in any of my relationships. So what I would say to listeners is start to train yourself to listen to it 
as soon as possible. If something just doesn't feel quite right, stop before you take action. Because when I stop and I check in, a lot of times what I hear is you just need to go be in silence for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. You need to go for a hike. When I do that, I come back and I'm exactly where I need to be for whatever relationships are in front of me at that particular time, whether it be personal or work. So that's a small example, but I think it's one that everyone can relate to and, and, and listeners might have different things that are important to them, um, whether it be a bath, whether it be you know dancing, whether it be music, whether it be a walk, whether whatever it is for you, listen and, and, and what people tend to do and, and what I used to do is like, well, that's not practical. I don't have enough time. You know, this is the, the, the somehow that, that it's not acceptable. It's not okay um, to do it. No, listen to your intuition because that nurturing yourself is all part of taking responsibility for who you are. And it's all part of how you show up in partnership. Yes, indeed. Very, very true. And, and I, I, what I want to add in there is, you said, you know, we disregard it. Oh, just maybe this once. And, and my belief is that there is no such thing as a small yes. Mm. And when we treat them all the same way, and even if it's a quiet voice or it doesn't seem like a big situation, we'll realize the value of each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I'd love to have us flip this around. And actually, if you would take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. So tell us that story. Why don't we start with you, Bill? <laughs> this is the best. Uh, I know what he's going to say. I think I, I had been dating a woman. My wife and I had separated, and, and uh, I was dating a woman, and we were in a good relationship. I was, we were having fun, and there was connection and all these things. But there was this little, this little Lara nagging at the back of my head. And I had been interviewed her on her radio show a couple years earlier for a book that I had written, and and. You know, I would see her pop up on Facebook and we would have some. And, and so I, I, on a Wednesday, just told this woman that I was, you know, I don't think that we're going where we need to go. And we, you know, we ended very amicably. And on, I guess it was, if it was a Friday or Saturday night, I, I, I tried twice. I reached out. I connected finally with Laura at about 10 o'clock at night. And we spoke until 5 a.m., <laughs> and and my life and the lives of tens of thousands of people have been positively changed because there was something calling me to her and I listened. Nice. Yeah, and actually I'm I'm that's I think that's such it's such a fun and it's such a great story. I'm I'm going to just tell my version of it where I I have been dating um different people off and on and had kind of gotten to this place where I, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's just not someone out there who really truly can show up and be in full partnership the way that I envision it. And, and, and I'm okay with that. But this summer, I think at that point I, it was May or June. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to say yes. I'm just, if it feels right, I'm going to say yes. Even, even if my brain is trying to talk me out of it. So I kind of had set myself up for this yes and 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 it was a really fun and funny time where I did a lot of things that I don't I wouldn't normally have done because I would have I would, would have overridden ridden that and and at, at some point um 
you know, Bill had reached out and I'm like, what, why is he texting me or why is he calling me on my, on my phone? Like I interviewed him, you know, years ago when I used to have a radio show and, 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 you know, he, he said, I'm, I don't remember exactly. It was something like, um, I'm not going to give up. And I thought, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. And and I said, look, I'm really, really busy. But if you have time, let's talk this night. And I would not, I don't think I ever would have planned on talking to someone I really didn't know at a 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. So that was, it was, and, and like Bill said, we, we talked and we talked until 530 in the morning the next day. And and then we were like, maybe we should meet in person. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it's it's such a fun story because it's completely neither one of us really. I mean, it was it was a it was a yes that we listened to that has led to an incredible personal relationship and an incredible co-creation of of our business and our work out in the world. Yeah, that is a fun story. That is absolutely a fun story. And I, I think one of the things that I'm taking away from that story is, even though both of you were very mindful about what you wanted to create, and to some people that may sound kind of boring and, you know, <laughs> wow, okay, it's all planned out, you can still have that amazing story, that amazing connection, and the, the seven-hour phone call and all that kind of thing. It doesn't preclude you having the sizzle, if you will. Um, oh, so I'm so <laughs> glad other, there are, we could fill in some more sizzle on another <laughs> show. There's, there's some ill, some, a very, a, a lot of other interesting things having to do with saying yes, when it doesn't really make sense, yeah. but we'll save that for another time. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you both for sharing that. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Oh, a lot so of fun. And thank you. Thank you, thank Ken. You. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. 
The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.